Welcome to the Circularity Edge podcast, where we discuss the latest news and perspectives on the circular economy and issues relating to social, environmental, and economic sustainability. Join us every week when we discuss what's needed to create a sustainable, circular economy worldwide. Now, here is your host, Ken Alston. Hello, it's Ken Alston with the Circularity Edge podcast for May the 5th, 2020. I sincerely hope and pray that you're keeping safe and well wherever you are. I hope your government has some positive strategies to help from a health and economic perspective as all countries of the world work their way through this global economic shutdown imposed because of the coronavirus. Let's remember that the stopping of normal economic activities is a choice that we made collectively across the world. It's been a tough choice, as can be seen by the differences in approaches from country to country. And the consequences of the choices we make are literally life and death. It's my hope that your country is making smart choices. I fear that my adopted home here in the United States is not doing so. And I'm talking about individual citizens' choices, how each of us acts individually, as well as local, regional, and federal government choices. Over time, the death toll statistics and the economic statistics will tell us how wisely or unwisely we've been acting. With that said, now onto the main theme of today's podcast. Please, no more green, just more good. Frankly, I'm tired of the green gloss that's still being put on things. Actually, I've been tired of it for over 20 years, but in recent weeks, as more people are talking again about what the new normal post-COVID-19 world might look like, there's a resurgence of what I call green speak. People calling for a green new deal. John Elkington riffing on Nassim Nicholas Taleb's black swan concept with his green swan. Even the Ellen MacArthur Foundation joining green recovery's call for mobilization. I say enough already with the green. It's ineffective. We don't need any more greenwash or green anything, unless perhaps it's more green biologically diverse growth, like more native plants and trees growing thanks to solar-powered chlorophyll. President Bolsonaro in Brazil and others, please take note. When you pigeonhole everything that's good that we want to do, and you mark it as being green, you effectively force all the good work into being a niche topic that's too easily politicized and sidelined. No Republican politician in the United States will vote for a Green New Deal, at least under the current administration. And that's probably true in many countries and in companies too. When something is labeled a green program, we make it vulnerable to being perceived as a lower priority, something that's nice to do if we can, but not an imperative, not a requirement just a nice-to-have add-on. Yes, it's definitely a good time for a change. Yes, recovering from the shutdown is an opportunity to invest in good technologies and good programs, positive programs that are beneficial, programs that make the world better. Better economically, better environmentally, better socially, better on any dimension you want to improve things on. Yes, 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 yes again but please not labeled green. If you do, you risk being perceived as nice, but not vital. In school, I learned 
uh, in physics about the electromagnetic spectrum. How we as humans only see in what we call the visible part of the spectrum. It's a very narrow range of wavelengths that we see with our human eyes. And I remember being taught as a child what we call colors with the mnemonic Roy G. Biv, R-O-Y-G-B-I-V, meaning red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, the colors of the rainbow. And we also know it's not a two-dimensional flat color sequence. It's more like a three-dimensional color space with hue, saturation, and brightness adding in black to white. On one side of the color spectrum, we have ultraviolet light, x-rays, gamma rays. And on the other side, we have infrared, radar, microwaves, television, and radio waves. In total, they span 25 orders of magnitude of frequency expressed in hertz. That's a huge span of enormous diversity, with green sitting somewhere in the middle, occupying a tiny, tiny little slice of the whole spectrum. No, let's not shoehorn all the massive amount of new thinking, new innovation, new solutions that we need to create and implement into a tiny little color niche we call green. We need a whole spectrum of ideas, 10 to the power 25 of ideas of all shapes, all sizes and diversity. 10 to the power 25. That's one with 25 zeros after it expressed as a number. It's a huge number, not a singular color. So back to my main point. No more green this, that, and the other. Let's not name thing this way anymore. It's simplistic to the point of being completely ineffective. It's not 1972 anymore. We don't need any more simple concepts to call our attention to how fragile and unsustainable our global economy is. We're living it right now as I'm recording this. We get it. Green was good back when Kermit was singing about how it's not easy being green. But now is the time to open up the whole spectrum. And if we want a simple word to color our thinking and actions going forward, to help us to describe the future we want, let's name it good. So we can ask ourselves important questions like, what is good energy? What is good food? What are good materials and products? What are good ways to reutilize things after we're done using them, wherever we are locally in your city? This is the essence of creating a sustainable circular economy, finding ways to do more good, be more good, beneficial, regenerative, positive, and beautiful where you live. We can ask what is good governance in a post-COVID world? What do good corporations look like? Even what does good individual behavior of citizens look like? So I say let's put green back where it belongs in the middle of the visible range of a huge electromagnetic spectrum. Let's stop using it as a niche descriptor and let's start using good, positive, beneficial, regenerative as better words to describe the outcomes we want to sustain life on Earth. The world has a complex interconnected natural operating system and the economic system we've superimposed on Earth is also complex and interconnected in its own way. Treating this wicked problem of our global unsustainability as a niche green issue is completely insufficient to the task of moving to become sustaining for all species for all time.
It's why I'm calling for an end to green as the descriptor we need to use going forward. Kermit was right in that it's hard being green. It's hard because a niche concept doesn't do justice to the full scope of good work that we need to do. It's hard, maybe even impossible, to make the change for good we need when we make it a little niche that can easily be swept aside. So I say let's connect, collaborate, and create all the good we want in the world, and let's leave behind the green niche that's too easily sidelined. If you agree it's time to drop green in favor of being more good, please join me. There's a free membership to the Circularity Edge Community of Practice in the notes with this podcast. I thank you for listening to the Circularity Edge podcast, and I hope you're inspired to rise up and help in your community, in your work, and to try to be more good in every dimension we can imagine. Please just don't diminish the full spectrum of good activities to one color in the visible wavelength. If you do, like Kermit, you'll find it hard being green. It's much easier to be good in every way. This is Ken Alston with the Circularity Edge podcast signing off and saying see you next time. You've been listening to the Circularity Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit our website at www.circularityedge.com. Until next time, bye Circular. Circular.